0: Well, what a crazy wild card weekend it was. One of the craziest wild cards that I've seen in a long time. We've had a couple close games, a couple blowouts. Um, it's been a great wild card weekend. It's not over yet. We still got the Rams and Cardinals tomorrow. But I want to welcome you back. As I take the camera down, I want to welcome you back to the countdown today. On this Monday evening, 106, my Hornets are currently playing their Martin Luther King junior game right now. Shout out Martin Luther King. Shout out Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, um a great day where we celebrate um black, you know, um civil rights, you know. The main thing is for colored people and people of different race getting the equal rights and the respect that they deserve, but it's also for civil rights. If you've ever been um at least for me it's always been like this. If if you've ever been um discluded or a part of the outcast, I feel like you're not a part of the it crowd, which is okay. You know, you know, it's a good thing you're not. But um, I feel like it's just if you don't feel equal if you're getting bullied at school, if you are dealing with stuff at home, this kind of um of uh, this kind of holiday is for equality in any aspect, in any way, shape, or form, whether it's racism or it's um, not feeling really equal towards your peers, or um, the neighbors across the street have a better house than you, and they have more money than you, and they, they, they you know, their ego is through the roof. You know what I'm saying? They, um, they're preppy people. I'm just gonna be honest. But either way, I feel like this day is for equality, and I want to say, if you do not feel equal out there, if you do not feel like, if you feel like people try to make Like they're better than you. They are not. We are all created equal in this world. And shout out Martin Luther King Jr. for doing what he did. Um, And I think a holiday for him and for equality, civil rights, um, it's a great holiday. And it's um, got some um, sports games today. So, I mean, a great Martin Luther King Jr. day to show. Um, But obviously, we got to back up a little bit. From MLK Day. And we got to talk about this wild card weekend. What did I take away from the Bengals win over the Raiders? The Bengals are a dangerous team. Cincinnati is a dangerous team. Are the Bengals the best team in the AFC? No, they're not. No, they're not. Is Joe Burrow the best QB in the league? I'd say no. Uh, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, to me, are still better. If you consider Mahomes young, he's still better. Can make the argument for Lamar or Colin Murray. Um, however, this Bengals team to me is just young. They're a young team. They are capable of winning a playoff game, maybe two games. I feel like they can go to Tennessee and win this week. Um, their is going to, um, more likely be back. Is he going to be hundred percent? Is he going to be ready to, you know, ready to go? Is he going to get the full minutes? We don't know yet, but, um, but you know, they're capable of winning a playoff game. They're, they're capable of definitely winning, winning the division. Even when Lamar Jackson, the Ravens get healthy, um, and this this team is good. This get, this kind of team is a team I don't see losing a wild card game for a long time. This defense is better than I expected. They did a lot to the Raiders offense. Raiders offense was very underrated. Darren Waller is a top three tight end. First of all, Josh Jacobs a great running back. I know they lost Henry Ruggs, but still have Hunter Renfrow. They have pieces to throw to. Josh Jacobs um, did very well in the game against the Chargers um, in Week 18, the big primetime game. And against the Bengals in the wild card game. And Derek Carr to me, is still a B-tier quarterback. But um, at the end of the day, it seemed like the Raiders were just driving to get in the field goal range. I mean, one touchdown all game, four field goals. It, it just seemed like the Raiders were just going to get in field goal range. They, they couldn't convert on red zone. And they are the twenty nine throughout the regular season, they were the 29th ranked red zone scoring offense. So it makes sense that the Raiders were not getting in the end zone a whole lot. Soon as soon as they got to the red zone, slapped. But um Yeah, it makes sense they couldn't score in the end zone. But um the Bengals are a good team, and I can't wait to see them play the Titans. That's all I gotta say about that. It was a great game. The Raiders came back at the end. Man, the Raiders, man, they really should have uh, took it to overtime. I mean, you're that close to the end zone. There's no reason not to convert. And you know, that's something I love about football, man. I mean don't count a team out. I mean, it happens all the time. you seen that yesterday with the Cowboys and 49ers, which I'm literally talking about next. Um, they, the 49ers look like they had the Cowboys down and out. And the Cowboys almost came back and won the game. So that's something I love about football. And um, shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals for uh, winning their first playoff game in 31 years. Last time they won a playoff game. Home Alone was the new number one movie in the world. Houston Oilers was a team, and Michael Jordan had not won his first NBA Finals, so um, we're in a new generation now. But how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, man? Played good, didn't they? Um, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, What happened? What happened to Dallas? Now, the 49ers are a good team. San Francisco's a good team. Um... They matched up well with they, they matched up well with Dallas. They did. We all knew that. We all knew they were going to. Their offensive creativity um was a whole different aspect to their offense. We know Elijah Mitchell on the ground has been great this season. And um um, the 49ers um um defense, which um to me is actually the most underrated defense in the NFL. You know, a lot of us forget. This team made the Super Bowl. I know they still don't have some of their same players. In my opinion, their running game is more developed. I think feel like their running game is better than it was then. Um still have Nick Bosa. Fred Warner. Defense is still great. Debo Samuel has only gotten way better since then. Has only developed since then. Um Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. Gained massive experience since then. Like I said before, this 49ers team was not a lucky playoff team. Philadelphia is a lucky playoff team. Pittsburgh was a lucky playoff team. This San Francisco team is here to stay. They've been here before. They dealt with injuries last year, guys. They dealt with injuries and that was the main thing last year like they had injuries and they had they didn't make the playoffs they they didn't really get that close they struggled and struggled and struggled but this 49ers team is here to stay with or without Jimmy G now as far as Jimmy G's future goes i'm not going to talk about that much today 49ers fans celebrate you had the super bowl in the bag 2 years ago and i know you don't want to harp on the past but um, it's nice to get a playoff win and at least see that your team can contend for something. Like your team, I do feel like it still has a little bit to work on, but I mean, your team, it, they're they're in the playoffs and they're there to stay. But all I will say about Jimmy G is, is Trey Lance really good enough to uh, take you to uh, the playoffs and go to Dallas in a huge stadium and win the game? See what Jalen Hurts just did. Jalen Hurts, not better than um, uh, Trey Lance right now. I mean, Jimmy G, man, he gets harped on way too much, and I understand. I understand. He has his struggle. At saw in the Cowboys game. Um, he he um when there were it was fourth and one, and uh, he um he 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 was the false start. He committed the false start on the quarterback sneak and that's high school stuff. I understand that. But does Jimmy G not get you wins? Does he not does Jimmy G not um have the ability to take you to the playoffs? Does he not win games? Is he not good enough? Jimmy G man, congratulations. Um I think Jimmy G they get a Lambo this week. Can they not win that game? Can the 49ers not win this Sunday? I think I think it's on Sunday. Can they not win on Sunday? Is that is that not a possibility? Speak the Cowboys. I mean <laughs> the San Francisco team is good, man. The San Francisco team is good. As for the Cowboys, nothing much to say. Your running game sucked. Running game. I I I had I had harped on it for weeks, man. I thought something was gonna happen in the playoffs. Zeke and Tony Pollard sucked. Prescott wasn't ter mm, wasn't completely awful, but he is really hard to move the ball against that 49ers defense. You look at the Cowboys defense and, well, um, open receiver after open receiver after open receiver, the uh, Cowboys defense did not show up to par. Not much to say about the Cowboys that it was my NFC championship prediction. So that is out of the way, but um a lot of people picked the 49ers and they were correct. Um before I talk about a little bit about the division round cuz you guys know that's coming, right? I'm going to talk about the division all week. Let's back up. The wild card is wild card week is not over yet. It's not, Wild Card Weekend is not over yet. We have one game tonight. I think it's going to be the best game of the Wild Card. We had the Rams and Cardinals divisional round. They split in the regular season, if that tells you anything. Tonight is the big one. This is the game I've been waiting on. A way for ESPN to make their big money. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, obviously, if you want to get into the ratings and marketing and stuff, they have a Monday night game. Because there's two more teams in the playoffs, so there's an extra game. But ESPN owns the right to Monday Night Football. But anyways, listen, the Cardinals are a good team, like I said. Cardinals are a good team. If I was going to pick an upset, I would have picked this one over the 49ers and Cowboys. Um, but Kyler Murray is still young. DeAndre Hopkins is not playing. He is a big part of that offense. DeAndre Hopkins is the biggest part of Arizona's offense. Make no mistake about it. As a receiver, he makes he makes them such a, a more productive offense. J.J. Watt is... Um, is back. It was announced this morning. Officially, he will be back tonight, which is very huge. I can't wait to see J.J. Watt, man. They were so good when he was there. Um, you could really make the argument. J.J. Watt never got injured. This game could be in Arizona. I mean, you, being serious, but don't be surprised if the Cardinals start out hot tonight. Um, Don't be surprised if they start out hot tonight. Um, but I just think the Rams are winning tonight. Matthew Stafford, in my opinion, out of any quarterback, has the most pressure. Besides, uh, Aaron has a lot of pressure on him. But outside of most quarterbacks, um, Matthew Stafford has a ton of pressure on him. And with Cam Akers, Sonny Michelle, that, that's a double-headed monster. Cam Akers can be your main running back. to get you big yards. Sonny Michelle can come in and break the defense down. But Cooper Cup. Offensive uh, Offensive Player of the Year, Odell Beckham, who has um, played pretty nice in this system. Van Jefferson, a player that can uh, go on streaks and get you big plays. There is, and, and one of the best defenses in the NFL, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, my God. Um, Matthew Stafford has no excuse to lose in the wild card. No excuse to lose in the wild card. So I think the Rams got it tonight, like I said. Um, I can't wait to watch that game. But um, at the end of the day, I don't think there is much... Um, I don't think there is much that, um, the Cardinals can do to, uh, necessarily win the game, necessarily win the game, because, you know, the the Rams defense is going to be showing up tonight, I'm being honest, I'm being completely honest, but anyways, I'm going to move on to the divisional round, what does Buffalo have to do to beat Kansas City, oh my god thing's acting up. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. What does Buffalo have to do to beat Kansas City? The story of this game is going to be when Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Darrell Williams is on the field, and that Bill's defense is on the field. Guys, the Chiefs offense is the best offense in the NFL. What's been the best defense this year? Buffalo. Buffalo has the best defense in the NFL. Um and it's going to be a dogfight when those two sides of um player on the field. Um the Chiefs will be favored. Chiefs are at home. Chiefs been the two straight Super Bowls. But if you don't think Buffalo hat is capable of winning this game, you're in for a rough outing on Sunday night. Um one way the Bills can win this game is on the um is on the defensive line. We've seen the Chiefs' offensive line be taken advantage of last year in the um, Super Bowl. Offensive line was literally the main reason they lost the game. Chiefs' offensive line has gotten better. I feel like they can at least maintain the Bills' defensive front. But, as um, the Bills led the league in sacks this season. Like it's, it's crazy. But, I don't think you can go in relying on sacks. Or even pressure to beat Patrick Mahomes. Because Mahomes is, a, Mahomes is a gunslinger. Unless he gets smothered like he did in the Super Bowl last season. He's still capable of making throws. He's still definitely very capable of making throws. Um. um assuming the Bills defense at least contains Mahomes somewhat. The Bills key to win is on the offense. The Chiefs pass rush is good. But we've also seen that be attacked. Against the Bengals in Week 17, Joe Burrow had a lot of yards in the air. Last year in the Super Bowl, like I keep bringing up. Bucks, 31 points. Brady had his way with the Gronk and Mike Evans and Chris Galwin and Antonio Brown. Um, Chief Stevens has gotten a lot better. I mean, it's the best that Mahomes has had, if you ask me. But um, I feel like they're really good at run defense. Their pass defense is still good. But let me get to that. The Bills have weapons in the air. Stephon Diggs is a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Cole Beasley. One of the best slots in the NFL. Emmanuel Sanders, a very good number two receiver with playoff experience. The Bills offense may very well have to get into a shootout with Kansas City. Devin Singletary is going to have to have some yards on the ground. He hasn't played terrible. He didn't play uh, he played pretty good against New England, but they won 47 to 10. I mean, you're going to play good when the entire team's having their way. Um Josh Allen will not be able to throw 60 times in this game. I mean, if it gets to a shootout, then he may end up getting up to that, but you're going to have to give the man some breaks and Devil Singletary's got to be able to be productive on the run. But when you really break it down, I think the Bills' key to win is trying to take advantage of a good Chiefs defense, but a Chiefs defense that can be taken advantage of. You get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes go back and forth in a shootout. Isn't the Bills going to have an easier job getting um, moving the ball? Get into a shootout. The Bills-Stevens is going to be able to contain Mahomes better than the Chiefs' defense is going to be able to maintain Josh Allen in the Bills' offense. If you ask me, now, the Chiefs-Stevens could show up like it did in um, Super Bowl 50, uh, 54, and then he's going to have some trouble. But I think going into this game, the Bills have to realize you can take advantage of the chiefs defense in some way and i think it is in the air. chief stevens was around number 10 and um 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 the um pass defense this season. <laughs> but at the end of the day um you're going um i think it is the way that bills win this game is to put the ball in the air, see what happens. Be, that's the best game of the. That may be the best game of the playoffs, man. That's going to be a great game. Shout out to Big Ben, man. Shout out to Big Ben Roethlisberger, one of the best quarterbacks to ever touch a football. We all saw this coming. That Big Ben and the Steelers were not going to go into the coldest and loudest stadium, arguably or, or coldest, not loudest is obvious. Um, the loudest stadium in the NFL and beat um the NFL's biggest dynasty. However. It was a big game. It was a nice game for Big Ben to write off on. He is now fifth all time in passing yards, and is without a doubt a first ballot Hall of Famer. He has been great for eighteen years now. Eighteen years, Big Ben has been at least somewhat productive. He um, was also the youngest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. That's probably going to last for a while. Hope I don't jinx it. Um, and I thought that it was great that he, you know, he had one last playoff game to end off his career. He deserves it, man. Now. Are the Chargers better than the Steelers, yeah. Are the Colts better than the Steelers? Yes. But to see the Steelers make the playoffs in the way that they had to do it was great for Big Ben. And to see Najee Harris as a rookie getting to see Big Ben um, one last time, um, or you know, not one last time. He's only it's his first year, but um, just the, you know, his teammates and the fans getting. I know there I know there were some Steelers fans there at Arrowhead. I know there was a few there. But um, at the end of the day, uh, just great for Big Ben. Not a whole lot to say about the game. We all saw it coming. But great for Big Ben, man. And I salute the Steelers Nation. Kevin Durant is out four to six weeks. This is not getting not getting talked about enough. Kevin Durant is the MVP candidate, league leader in scoring. What a bummer. And this, um, The Nets have been on a roll lately. I mean, the Bulls look like they may be the best team in the Eastern Conference when they took over the number one seed, which they still have. And then, Brooklyn was like, you know what? Durant, 27 points. Boom. Dropped them. 138 to 112. Nets are the best team in the East. And a challenge for maybe the best team in the league. But now, James Harden, Kyrie Irving are going to have to um, carry the load for over a month for this offense. Um, this is a huge test for the Nets. And we will have to see how they can maintain their dominance without the best player. It also hurts. Kevin Durant's MVP case. Kevin Durant was on a roll, and I'm not saying that um, it's completely over for Kevin Durant. I mean, it's Kevin Durant, he's going to be back. He's going to be back in uh, over um, a little over a month, four to six weeks. guess technically, it could be a month if it was fast. But it's just a bummer. Durant, 29 points per game, seven rebounds, and five assists. Kevin Durant was playing some great basketball. Sucks to see him out with a sprained MCL but with Harden, Harden he's having some um he's having his worst year in the league statistically. But he's got Kevin Durant on his team. Kyrie's back now. Harden's still averaging 27 points per game, 8 rebounds and 10 assists. I don't this Nets team's going to de- decline a little bit without Kevin Durant, but this Nets team in my opinion without Kevin Durant is still the best team in the Eastern Conference, man. I mean you got LaMarcus Aldridge who's average who um adds 13 points per game. Patty Mills who stepped up as um the backup point guard with 13 points per game. You got Joe Harris who's still balling. He got a lot of hate last year after that but that loss to the Bucks, Joe Harris, 11 points per game, one of the best shooters in the league. Nick Claxton down low. Cameron Thomas who is um one of the most underrated rookie by far. I I said it in a draft last season. He was I, th- I said he may contend for the um, rookie of the year if he wasn't on the Nets, but um, because you know there's so much talent on this team, he's not going to get the starting job, especially as a guard, because you got um Durant, not Durant, not Durant, Harden, Kyrie, and then Patty Mills who's been balling, but Cameron Thomas, man, playing great. Don't forget about Bruce Brown either. I mean, more of the story. This team, this this team has guys. Blake Griffin. Um, This team has players, and they're not going to go anywhere. I don't see them going anywhere. This Nets team is going to be good. With or without Kevin Durant. But I'm going to talk about this real quick. College basketball this season, man. March Madness is going to be so much fun. It's probably going to be my favorite March Madness of all time. You want to know why? Because nobody has any idea who's going to win. There is no one dominant team. Now, I will say this. I know Gonzaga's had some COVID issues. They ain't lost in a while. Gonzaga hasn't lost in a while, and they beat BYU at the time, fourteen and three, a decent team. They beat them by twenty six points. So I mean, are we are we really are we really knocking Gonzaga that much because of an early loss to Alabama and? A loss to Duke. We've seen them beat UCLA by 20 points. We've seen them beat Texas by um, 12 points. They, they have some good wins in here. And new AP poll comes out today. Gonzaga is the number one team in the country. So Gonzaga is officially back on top of college basketball. Are they the best team in college basketball? Right now, I think it's hard to say no. they haven't. Every team's lost. UCLA just lost to Oregon. Um, they're number nine now. Arizona—they haven't lost in a little bit, but they did have that loss to Tennessee. And Tennessee just lost to my Kentucky Wildcats pretty big, so Tennessee doesn't look like too good of a loss for them. Purdue, oh man, they're, they're being um Illinois by eight right now, but lost to Purdue's and West um not lost to uh, Rutgers and West Wisconsin's not a bad loss really, but um lost to Rutgers. Baylor just lost two straight. Oklahoma State, who is nine and seven, was eight and seven at the time, barely above five hundred. Um, a huge, uh, uh, a really bad loss for the number one team in the country at the time. And four days before on Tuesday, they lost to Texas Tech. So I mean, the number one team in the country. It don't matter, it, as as long as it's you're not in the top ten, you shouldn't lose. You should not lose like that. So Baylor is now out of the um out of the conversation for the best team in college basketball. Auburn now. Auburn. Let's look at Auburn. They beat Alabama, the number number 24 team in the country. They only beat Ole Miss by nine points. Who's nine and seven? Is Auburn really that dominant of a team? Well, they still only have one loss. Their one loss was to UConn. That big, um, that big game. That was for the uh, Battle for Atlantis, actually. That is their only loss. It was November twenty fourth, two days before things or a day before Thanksgiving, something, yeah, something like that. So, is Auburn dominant? I don't know because we're not deep enough in the conference play yet. The SEC is very tough this season. They got Georgia, who's the worst team in the SEC, and then this Saturday they have my Kentucky Wildcats, who shot up to number twelve in the country. I think if they beat Kentucky and they beat Kentucky convincingly, then I will finally give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they are a top, tough team in the SEC and in the country. But um trying not to disrespect on Auburn too much, even though I'm a Kentucky fan. I'm not too big of a fan of them, especially in basketball. But at the end of the day, um, despite being the number two team in the country, I still got to see a little bit more from them. Before I really crowned them as one of those dominant teams in college basketball. And would they beat Purdue or Baylor or Duke or Kansas right now? I, I it, It's hard to say. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Very hard to tell right now. But we're going to talk about the college basketball player of the year. Which is my boy Oscar Tiwishibi, man. Let's freaking go, dude. 16 points per game. 15 rebounds per game. I mean, this man is my guy, bro. No disrespect to Johnny Davis from Wisconsin, who's played great, or Drew Timmy from Gonzaga. Those would be my top three right now. Jaden Ivey has kind of fell off. Kofi Coburn is up there for Illinois. But at the end of the day, man has got Oscar washibi played well, man. And he had a back-to-back games, 30 points and 29 points, man. Oscar has played some very good basketball as of late. I I don't try to talk about my teams too much because you know they're my teams, you know. But you look at Kentucky, they got Texas A&M. Who's only only lost two games, but they haven't played a whole lot of competition. They got Texas A&M on Wednesday. Auburn this Saturday. That's that's, that's a test. I've already met, talked about it. That's a test. Mississippi State, not a bad team, but Kentucky's at home so they should get that job done. Then they go to Kansas on the 29th. Um, that's a Saturday. It's a prime time game on ESPN. Number twelve versus number seven. If um the game was today, so that's a very big contest. And you go into SEC play in February. Um, you got Alabama on the road, who's struggled as of late? LSU again, Tennessee again, Alabama again, Arkansas. Go to March. Oh, um, man, Florida. Go to Florida. It's pretty tough. Not pretty decently tough game. But at the end of the day, Kentucky. Oscar is the player of the year right now, and you gotta love to see it. Gotta love to see it. Let's move on to last but not least. Last but not least, get myself a water here because I am ready. I'm gonna get a drink of water real quick, and we're gonna get this going. I'm ready to see this. Ready to address this. We got a double header. Last but not least today, we got my NFL awards and my updated quarterback, Dominus You guys remember quarterback, Dominus That was the thing where I predict where each, um, every team that needs a quarterback, who is their starting quarterback going to be for next season? Let's hop into the NFL awards first. My most viable player is A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I understand the argument. Joe Burrow Um, has led the Bengals to the playoffs, and Tom Brady statistically um, is actually the best out of the three. But guys, I've heard the argument that the win-loss column isn't that big of a deal for the um, MVP conversation. The Packers are the number one seed in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers did not play the entire Week 18 game. Let's assume that they would be the no, that the be they would be the one three loss team in the NFL. You look at this. Aaron Rodgers did crack four thousand yards, four interceptions all season. Two or three of those was against the Saints in the season opener. We shouldn't they shouldn't have lost anyways. 37 touchdowns. It's a very close MVP race. You can make the argument for Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Cooper Cup. You could have made the argument for Jonathan Taylor a few weeks ago. Not in the playoffs, so I don't give him that. But you could really make the argument for a lot of these these players. But right now, my MVP is Aaron Rodgers. Offense Player of the Year Cooper Cup. Jonathan Taylor is not in the playoffs, but that's not the only reason because you could win Offensive Player of the Year if you went in the playoffs. It's not the MVP, but Cooper Cup is a triple crown man. He hasn't happened in years. Um, you see what he's done for this Rams offense. Matthew Stafford, I, you know, you guys know how big I am on Matthew Stafford, but I I think he's made Matthew Stafford look good. I think he's made the Rams offense look good. I think he's a big part of the reason why they. Or um they won the NFC West. So Cooper Cup is my offensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. No defense player of the year, no question, man. He got robbed of it last year. I'm not even a huge fan of the guy because of um he injured my boy Cam Newton few years back pretty much ended his career if we're being honest but defensive player of the year you got rob last year it's not going to happen this year tj watt of the steelers defensive end tj watt is my defensive player of the year he did tie michael strahan's sack record for a single season honorable mention is aaron donald aaron donald so the best defensive player in the nfl he's a complete monster but tj watt is my defensive player of the year Offensive rookie of the year. I'm giving it to Jamar Chase. Now, a month ago, we all said Matt Jones, but Matt, the Patriots really started to struggle towards the end. We've seen, um, rookiness out of Matt Jones. We haven't seen any rookiness out of Jamar Chase. And I know he doesn't have to lead the offense. That's Joe Burrow, but the Patriots got blown out in the wild card. The Bengals won their wild card, and I know that's unfair. But um, another honorable mention of mine is Rashawn Slater, who I think really transcended that Chargers offensive line. I think he was the ended up being the best offensive lineman out of the draft, at least this year. Not a whole lot of offensive linemen get um, a whole lot of love for these type of awards, so Rashawn Slater is in my honorable mentions for Offensive Rookie of the Year. But Jamar Chase wins my award. Defensive Rookie of the Year is Micah Parsons. Now, my honorable mention is Jeremiah O oh, Oasu Koromoa. He's from the Browns, he's a defensive lineman. But Micah Parsons, man, I know the Cowboys lost, but man, that Cowboys defense went from you can make the argument the worst in the NFL last season to one of the best in the NFL. Um they still played pretty good against 49ers, especially late. They played very good defense. Micah Parsons, um no doubt in my mind. I don't I don't think there's much I have to say about it. He is my defensive rookie of the year. Comeback player of the year. Joe Burrow. People are saying Dak Prescott. I really don't know how you can say that. Joe Burrow is an MVP candidate. He's already in, in he's Joe Burrow's already in the running for the biggest the big, he's already in the running for the biggest award. How do you not give him a comeback player of the year? I mean, Dak Prescott has played good this season. He's played good. And for a while there he was in the back of the MVP conversation like I said he was going to be. But Joe Burrow has, he got the Bengals their first playoff win in 31 years. Dak Prescott couldn't even win the wild card. Joe Burrow is my comeback player of the year. Now coach of the year. I wanted to give it to Zach Taylor so bad. He's my honorable mention. This one I got to break down. This is one that I have to break down. Mike Vrabel, man. used to be a defensive coordinator. And uh, I believe he's a linebacker or defensive line coach. My view was a defensive coach. The Titans defense has sucked for years. Titans defense has been the worst in the playoffs every single year that they've been in it since they got Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. They had the number two run defense in the NFL. Derrick Henry goes out. Ryan Tannehill has the worst touchdown-interception ratio in the NFL. Julio Jones has been injured. He hasn't played. A.J. Brown, who came back, has played amazing. But he has been out at times in the season. He. <laughs> I know they had an easy schedule. And I bring that up all the time. After, after they lost Derrick Henry. Jaguars twice. Texans twice. But what Mike Vrabel was able to do without his star player. Gives me the coach of the year for Mike Vrabel. Not a whole lot of questions about it for me. Um, that Titans defense, man, it, it has got a lot. I, I said, I, ha- I said, I had a lot of questions about it. I did a lot of my research this week. I still have my ifs, what ifs about the defense, but not nearly as much. The Titans defense is good. Uh, they played the, the t- Titans played the Bengals this week. Joe Mixon's is going to have some nightmares with that run defense. Coach of the year, Mike Vrabel. Let's get into my quarterback Stradominus. We're gonna look at this. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start it off with the banger. Uh the Miami Dolphins quarterback for next season will be Deshaun Watson. Listen to me. This has been going on for two years. Deshaun Watson has wanted to trade to Miami for the longest time. He's had his rape allegations. I haven't heard about that in a while. We haven't heard about that in a while. Dolphins almost made the playoffs, went on a seven-game win streak. You're telling me they don't have the pieces to get Deshaun Watson, especially when he has a no-trade clause and he wants to go to Miami. Two has been good, but he's inconsistent. There's no question about it for me. I mean, there's obviously a question. He, this could not happen. But I think the trade finally happens. The Dolphins send, or the Texans send the Texans send Deshaun Watson. To the Miami Dolphins, and obviously the Texans quarterback will be Tua. Tag- However, you say his last name. So, uh, Washington football team. Uh, Taylor Haneke has played pretty good this season, but he's not going to be a long-term starting quarterback. For me, they're going to draft Kenny Pickett around number around the tenth pick, twelfth pick, or whatever. Um, I forget what their draft order is, but I think they get Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral. I think goes to the Denver Broncos, who's going to have a little bit of a higher pick than the um, Washington football team. I think they grab Matt Corral and Washington Snags pick Pickett. Now, Jameis Winston is a free agent, but I think Jameis likes where he is in New Orleans. I feel like New Orleans is going to lose any Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson sweepstakes or any Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. So I think that... The Saints will re-sign Jameis Winston and keep him for at least a couple more years. The Panthers. Now, The Pan- I was doing this. That's my team, obviously. I had a lot of trouble picking who I thought they were going to get. But there's a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo rumors. I think the Panthers are going to get Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I I know it's a little far-fetched right now because the 49ers are still in the playoffs with Jimmy G. Um, I think if the 49ers are smart. They keep Jimmy G, but don't tell me if we're really wanting to give away McCaffrey, which I don't agree with at all. If we're really wanting to give away Christian McCaffrey, tell me the 49ers wouldn't take him. Piece on defense, Shaq Thompson, Hassan Reddick. I mean, I don't think we'd give away all these pieces. Dante Jackson, Jeremy Chin, you're telling me the 49ers wouldn't take him? A little far-fetched right now, but I got the Panthers Starting quarterback next season being Jimmy Garoppolo. Raiders. Derek Carr. His quarterback status is in question. Because of the head coaching job. But. Brian Flores has been fired. Matt Nagy has been fired. David Coley has been fired. Mike Zimmer has been fired. They're telling me Las Vegas can go out and get a a a, a coach that Derek Carr um, wants. Raiders quarterback next season is going to be Derek Carr. Russell Wilson. I can see him. I can see Russell Wilson going somewhere this offseason. I really could. I really could. But right now, you're going to see multiple versions of this quarterback Shadomas, throughout the offseason. Right now, I'm not going to say Russell Wilson goes anywhere. I think he's a Seahawks quarterback next season. Vikings I guess Kirk Cousins, I mean and Rodgers not going to move in the division, I don't think. I think he wants to go somewhere south. I think the Vikings will uh, I guess stick with Kirk Cousins. They have a lot more to work on. They got to they got to rebuild the offensive line. They got to get a lot of pieces on defense. So um I think the Vikings um are okay sticking with Kirk Cousins at least so they get some more pieces just around a uh, new young quarterback that they can build around. Steelers, I think they're going to take Sam Howe and the uh in the draft. I don't think Sam Howell is a great quarterback, but um, the Steelers have a lot of um, weapons on defense. Their offensive line has gotten better throughout the season. It's okay. Uh, They have weapons on offense. Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. Juju is still a decent wide receiver. So at the end of the day, I think they're going to take Sam Howell as they realize Mason Rudolph is not going to be the option next season, not not the go-to quarterback for next season. That is my last but not least, my NFL awards and my quarterback, Stradominus. Um, if anything changes, I might do an NFL awards show, but that's pretty much my NFL awards right there. But, guys, I know I missed a lot last week. It's been a hectic week, guys. I'm still trying to put out this content for you guys, but it's the NFL playoffs, so you can't expect me not to put out content. going to be a lot of it, just like five inches where I live, so I'm not leaving the house. I'm going to be stuck here on my computer with my microphone, doing content for you guys, but I love you guys, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.